0: Hey, good morning and a very happy National Zoo Lovers Day on this Friday, April 8th. How are you doing, Kelly Collis?
1: I'm doing great. It's been a long time since I've seen the pandas at the zoo. Maybe that I need to add that to the list.
0: Now's a good time to go, too. While it's still kind of cold, they love to go out in the morning and have their bamboo snacks first thing in the day. And it's also a really great um, reminder today of why punctuation is important, because Zoo comma lovers day is a whole different kind of (laughs) day. (laughs) For appreciating your national zoo Not actually loving the zoo Got it You
1: know Live
0: from DC Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond It's Tommy and Kelly Made in DC On the real fun DC channel And on demand anytime Anywhere you get your podcast. Got a lot to get to today, including a big celebration of restaurants. The award nominees are out. How you can throw a beanbag from a moving airplane to help out uh, the Ukrainian refugees this weekend. And just um, a whole bunch of other real fun D.C. stuff. But do you want to start, Kelly, with the one good thing about opening day?
1: Yes. Well, first off, opening day happened. Never mind, like, the lockout and the rescheduling and the rain and all the things. But, like, it actually... Did happen it was just so so incredible to see DC kind of light up and a lot mm-hmm. of people went to the game last night um despite the weather and a kind of a cold April night uh, but the Nats once again um, lost to the Mets on their opening day uh five to one but there was like just this this is why I love baseball that one moment when Juan Soto gets up to base of course he gets a home run because that's what Juan Soto does you know, especially now the face of the team mm-hmm. now with uh, Ryan Zimmerman retired but the kid that caught Juan Soto's home run is just everything this morning
0: check it out
2: Soto right field see you later
1: so you can see him he's like in the front no row of-
2: to the second deck
1: And his father's right behind him, and maybe he's a 10 or 11 years old, catches it squ- square and fair, like no mm-hmm. help from anybody, just catches it. And his father's right behind him in the road behind him saying, that's my boy, that's my boy. Um, so that was just so great. You can have a NAS fan catch it and just,
0: you know, it's, it just
1: had all the feels.
0: The phrase of the internet. That's my
1: boy. Boy, that's my boy. Uh, so very proud, um, Papa. And I believe that was in the sixth inning. So th- that those were the fans that stayed last night to the very end, where I hearty bunch because I don't believe the first pitch went out. I think around eight twenty.
0: Oh my gosh! So it, and was, it was cold. Uh,
1: it was cold and damp for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, a couple of things to look forward to this weekend is that the Mets continue to be here, and that means that Max Scherzer and his family are in town. Uh, his wife Erica posted that she's. So excited to be back in D.C. I mean, the bad news for us is that he's pitching tonight. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Glad that she's Um, here. He could have stayed home.
1: (laughs) Right. So this is the first time we are going to see him uh, playing at home because we didn't. When the trade happened, the, the Dodgers didn't come back to our field. Mm hmm. So this is going to be interesting to see. Sures are back, mixed emotions about the whole thing. And all the things that are happening this season. The Nats Park, I will tell you, I got a, a sneak peek. They've done a lot of renovations uh, in the off-season. There's some new food and, and beverage um, that's really exciting. They've kind of upped their game. And then they've redone the whole area. You've got to have a special ticket for it. Um, the champion uh zone is now called the FIS zone. Lounge, which is one of the sponsors, but they put in the championship, um, World Series championship trophy and then all the silver slugger awards that they've received over the last decade, over a decade. Oh, cool. There's, um, a bunch of scorecards from the World Series there. It's like a little mini museum. There's jerseys, um, from the World Series run that are hanging up and displayed there with a descriptor of what was going on. It's kind of like a little Nats museum. It's beautiful and they've totally, uh, cleaned it out, aired it out, put in great lighting. Duke's Grocer is, providing um the food there healthy nice. salads and entrees it's going to be quite the experience if you want to spend a little extra for a ticket
0: where where in the park is that and how do you like what tickets get to get in there
1: um i don't know exactly which sections it is but it it's signified when you go to buy your tickets it's the oh, cool. championship club um and it's got you know an indoor area where you can enjoy some ac some of the suites are can get access to it but there are some individual seats that you can get
0: nice and what what part of the, yeah. is it is like what part of the park it's is it in
1: uh near the first baseline
0: okay cool really cool yeah. i was trying to think of what that might have used to have been because i know like, it was always season, there's always like a new thing
1: it was always there it's tommy to go back to the old days when we would work for our old radio station and their suite it's the area that we would get like the hot dogs and beer to go outside of the suite because they never like splurged on
0: oh right yes totally so food, it was, like, so you have to area. go somewhere else got yeah. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> first baseline it's that
1: that area okay (laughs) yeah
0: wow kelly way to uh way to be descriptive (laughs) of it to tell me exactly where it is and also get a jab in nice work (laughs) don't care (laughs) it's about time too that uh jose andres gets the disney plus treatment super cool here
1: i mean could this guy be anywhere else so the we knew that this was sort of coming national geographic had been working on a documentary about all the work that him and his team do around the world uh feeding those in need and now he's coming to disney plus wow. uh, it's all wrapped up uh, it comes out in late may and you'll be able to get a sneak peek like of what they're doing and ha- you know a lot of people ask like how do you go into these areas and all of a sudden, not only provide food, but like hot meals and food that's culturally representative of the area there. It's just amazing.
0: That's a good question, right? Because you've got all of those things that are, are factors in it, right? And every, every different disaster and every different reason that they're there had to have been a different uh, approach yeah. to the whole thing.
1: For sure. That's,
0: for sure. I, I'm excited to learn about that. That's really cool.
1: I can't wait to. He's, he's a superhero. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, he's been bouncing around town, too. We saw him at our favorite um, Peacock Cafe. He's back. He's back from his world travels. And he's going to, you know, who knows when the paella sign will go in the sky again and Batman will go off and save the world. But for the moment, I believe he's in D.C.
1: Yes, he is. His team continues to do work in, in Ukraine and Poland, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. And last night, um, I don't know if you missed it or not. Uh, Kelly and I had a live taping of our podcast and we had a sold out crowd at the anthem. So thanks everyone for coming out for our our podcast recording. That was pretty great. I'm really glad you Uh showed up, everyone. Thank you for that. We'll let you know on the next one. We're thinking Capital One Arena for our next live podcast recording.
1: Uh, keep dreaming, Tommy.
0: I mean, Kelly, the logo was on the board. I don't understand why anyone would think that it wasn't a live podcast taping of ours went on last night
1: oh yeah and whole foods is a
0: sponsor yeah totally <laughs> seems completely reasonable last night was dc central kitchens capital food fight it was the uh, 18th year that they've done it it was at the anthem and it was amazing 63 restaurants came out we had four battling chefs congratulations to chef benjamin from the point in southwest dc right near uh, audi field and nats park he was the big winner of the night and uh, it was just awesome to get everyone back in the same room. Kelly and I hosted with Spike Mendelson, and uh, just amazing celebrity chefs came: Andrew Zimmern, and Tom Colicchio, Manit Chohan, Kristen Kish were all there. And uh, it was it was really cool too because Ryan Zimmerman was also one of the guest judges, and Alicia Clark from the Mystics, and Rob Despirito just he was in town and came. It just <laughs> it all just kept happening last night. And you, Kelly, were in the crowd. Um, like getting to eat all the food and, and being on the on the jumbotron how was your experience we haven't really caught up since last night
1: i yeah i i had the the easier job of just sort of like walking around talking to people the silent auction was incredible there were all sorts of experiences that i mean there were some heavy hitters uh, bidding on that because i was like ooh, maybe you know it's like post-pandemic maybe this you know get some deals on the silent auction. No, they were going for top dollar, which is great because yeah. it all goes to an incredible cause. Um, and then they were showcasing some of their new, the DC central kitchens, new um, efforts. I mean, they have a whole new campus that they're building. That's going to be completed hopefully by the end of uh, this year, they have Marianne's cafe, which is in the MLK library that they just launched. I was hanging with them. Um, the, the team there was making healthy options like kale salads to, to take and walk around with. So it just, it was cool to, I was sort of, you were doing like all the like hard work with the chefs. I was learning more about like what all that, all the efforts of, of what DC Central Kitchen is um, doing and growing and expanding. I mean, thanks to everyone that was there that was able to contribute and be part of that last night.
0: And to put you on the spot, what did you learn about the cafe at the MLK library? Cause I've only heard about it and I live not far and I can't wait to go check it out.
1: Um, well, one of the initiatives, I mean, obviously it's, it, there's a training program and they, and they're there making the food, but also it's to provide healthy food options. Cool. So it's not, you know, it's in a part of the city that has all sorts of programs to get, um, you know, kids and people involved into the library. It's the largest library in DC, mm-hmm. right near Capital One Arena. Um, but to, to provide you know, salads and fresh fruit and and prepare it in a way that um, is very palatable and easy to eat awesome. rather than like chicken fingers and french fries, which would be an easy thing to do in a, in a cafe, mm-hmm. but they're kind of like upping their game on that.
0: That's really cool and worth checking out yeah. the MLK Library too. I was there um, recently for um, the Downtown DC Bid Awards. It's gorgeous. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it opened up when everything was still locked down and now you can go in there and check it out and like it blows you away how beautiful it is in yeah. there yeah they did a really awesome job with it and so um it was it was an awesome awesome night last night a lot of money raised for the programs of like kelly said getting people you know a second chance or a first opportunity into the culinary world for a job and a career what i didn't realize too uh spike mendelson said last night that his his restaurant plant burger um hires a bunch of people from the kitchen like a bunch of the uh graduates from the culinary program and a lot of the 63 restaurants that were in attendance last night a lot of them have also hired people out of the central kitchen program so they do they do awesome work
1: yeah they they're they're incredible and i i I will say that the um a lot of the graduates and friends of them that of that program were in attendance last night and they were the most spirited at the yeah they were cheering having a great time just enjoying and celebrating each other It, it was a lot of fun to see
0: and uh, the award recipient last night of Lawa, she was amazing, too, ha- having gone through the culinary program and now into a, a career in uh, the restaurant business. It really does great work. DCCK.org to check out DC Central Kitchen. Now, they won't have the DC Central Kitchen Capital Food Fight again until November of 2023, which seems like forever from now. But there are always ways to get involved and awesome ways to support their programs uh, between now and then.
2: We,
1: we can, we, it's, it's on the calendar.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got one thing to do November 2023 so far. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, also in the restaurant world and restaurant news this week, they announced the nominations for the Rammies, the Restaurant Association Metro Washington Awards. This is always funny because it's like a, it's like a temperature check on like the restaurants that are really great in the city and in the region. And so you can kind of do the like, oh, I've been there, haven't been there, been there, haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Gives you a little list to go check out
1: yeah and they last year they kind of lifted the the traditional categories like best new restaurant and best uh chef um to allow the restaurants um to participate in all different categories because we all know what things things were weird well yeah they certainly needed any help
0: they could get for sure
1: yeah and so they brought back those traditional categories but was what was really cool is that they kind of also evolved too because i think you know, fast casual and a lot of these restaurants were able to um, do offerings that may have not happened in a pre-pandemic world and sort mm-hmm. of sort of honoring that. And so some of the fun categories that I think that we we would have never expected pre-pandemic, hottest sandwich spot.
0: Um, <laughs> right. You <laughs> they know, told those chefs they'd be making yeah. a hottest sandwich spot nomination. They would be like, right. get out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah. And best brunch of the year, favorite gathering place. Um, you know, there's some fun categories. Um, there along with the traditional ones which you know which is also really cool it's not just the restaurants they honor the employees there's employees of the year there's managers of the year i mean they're really the people that are making everything happen behind the scenes uh so the nominations were this week and then the the big gala as they call it the oscars of although i don't think we can do that anymore because hopefully there won't be any slapping i was
0: wondering if i could crack (laughs) someone across the face if that's if that's allowed now but i guess not (laughs) Um, the, Maybe we'll go with the, the Tonys. No one gets slapped at the Tonys.
1: No, not yet. Um, <laughs> that that big gala happens in, in July, where where the entire industry comes out, hospitality industry comes out, and just partays.
0: And super neat too. Um, the breast new restaurant category. Same as kind of like the Grammys. You're like, when did you have to open to be a new restaurant? Like, what are the timings? Mm-hmm. But uh, Caruso's Grocery was nominated, which I have been. My husband and I go a lot. Matt Adler's place. It's phenomenal. Awesome chicken parm, uh, Daru, which is a they describe themselves as Indian-ish. <laughs> you can check that out. It's um, uh, that's near um, Bladen'sburg Road. It's in northeast, and then Dauphines, which is the uh, new spot that's in, I guess we're calling it midtown or mid city or whatever that development has decided to call that neighborhood now. That's happening. Um, that's like a, a New Orleans-y kind of Cajun Creole sort of sort of upscale spot um lardante which is glam italian you may have seen them because they have the sign outside the bathroom that says please don't do coke in the bathroom in neon lights <laughs> um but other than that uh their food is spectacular they've got the 40 layer lasagna they've got the you've probably also seen on instagram the orb of tiramisu that they light on fire and it melts and all the things um that's fabulous and also oyster oyster on peace street which is great too so like categories like best new restaurant the um Chef of the Year, Rising Star Chef. There's a a lot of great competition. And that just means deliciousness for DC diners.
1: For sure, and I will always, as I love to do, bring it back to the gnats. Two of my personal favorite restaurants that I love to go eat at before mm-hmm. I see a game. Um, not all the time because they can get a little pricey. But <laughs> Chloe got service program of the year. Awesome. And I shouldn't be saying this because it's it's really hard to get reservations before some of these games. Um, and then upscale casual restaurant of the year, Shilling Canning Company. Oh, they do a seasonal menu. They're constantly changing. Ooh, it is delish. Very
0: nice. I have not been to um to Shilling Canning Company and so I that's on the list, but now I'm not even sure I can get in there, Kelly, so I'm gonna have to drop your name to get into to Shilling Canning Company.
1: I mean if we're you know selling out the anthem, Tommy. I mean Exactly.
0: I mean you saw the photo last night. Thanks for coming to our live podcast recording. It's pretty <laughs> great.
1: I guess your ego needed that, Tommy
0: more than you know um also uh just big big love and shout out to ryan zimmerman who came last night to the capital food fight His sixth time in a row doing it it was opening night he showed up he obliged kelly with a photo she wore his jersey (laughs) it was awesome
1: he he was a good sport no but not only that like like opening i think he was relieved actually to kind of be like not opening day i think this is right. his first one but he had just come from the masters he had been there for a couple of days and then you know he's a father of four now uh and yeah. two of his kids are under the age of two so <laughs> he's got his hands full
0: and talk about like living his best life right like went to the masters capital food fight got the kids although he told us last night after that photo he's like i gotta go i got 6 a.m bus duty
1: <laughs> what a guy
0: yeah what a guy look, look at that you know yeah <laughs> He also was like making like overtly making unemployed jokes, which I found
2: hilarious.
1: <laughs> oh, he's such a good guy.
0: And he and Andrew Zimmern, and you heard it here first on our uh, live podcast recording. Uh they're gonna be opening up a restaurant, a deli called Zim and Zim's. No. No, but they said that that was what they said. So Zim was looking to become a chef. He might go to the D.C. Central <laughs> Kitchen um, culinary program. And then it could be his whole second act. He could be a chef. Zim and Zim's Deli coming to a corner near you.
1: Well, Zimmerman is a restaurateur. He, mm-hmm. he has a chip steak in the Salt Line, which is now like not only in the Navy Yard, it's in Arlington. There's one opening up in Bethesda. So mm-hmm. who knows?
0: A Tyson's location coming as well. Oh, it's that's, like,
1: yeah, that's yeah, right.
0: the Salt Line is rolling yeah um people have been helping out ukraine in a lot of different ways and uh there have been fundraisers for world central kitchen basically all around the world to support their efforts at the border and now world central kitchen we're seeing is like going into ukraine to help some of the areas that um are being just just we're discovering all the terrible things that are going on there and uh you can help world central kitchen help them to make hundreds of thousands of meals a day in many different ways. At the Warrenton Fauquier County Airport, you can drop a beanbag from a moving aircraft this weekend <laughs> in support of World Central Kitchen. Kelly, I got this email and I was like, where do I click for more information? <laughs> <laughs> because we've heard about like bake sales, we've heard about like community pass the hats, we've heard about like restaurant nights where there's a percentage giving back, people just asking for money. Our palate chef, Dave Guas from Bayou Bakery, went there to World Central Kitchen and he um, cooked in Poland for like two weeks. The um, aviation adventures team we were like, cool, hold my beer. We've got airplanes and we've got space. And so I talked to Bob Hep, who runs the whole thing. It's happening if you're listening to this podcast before. Sunday the tenth. Uh, it's happening Sunday the tenth in Warrenton. But I I can't imagine this is the first and last time they're going to do this thing. I think I think it's become a thing that they're pretty interested in because they've raised a lot of money. The airdrop for Ukraine is happening, and just I'm going to let Bob explain it to you.
2: Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. It's probably more luck than skill. <laughs> We've got the release point marked. So if you release your beanbag about that mark, you're going to get. Kind of close.
0: You take right. off, you're buzzing around, you come through low, and then you, you drop the beanbag?
2: Exactly. The Target has got a four-foot children's plastic swimming pool that is the bullseye.
0: This yeah. is like the biggest game of lawn darts ever.
2: It, it is, like like lawn darts or cornhole or whatever you <laughs> want to call it. It's just tossing a beanbag out there and hoping you get uh, get a prize
0: thousands of dollars in prizes donated by
2: Warrington businesses. It's amazing how much the local community has gotten behind this. Everything's good about it. I mean, you, the money all goes to World Central Kitchen, who was there right away when people started fleeing the country mm-hmm. and uh, and feeding them. They they turn out hundreds of thousands of meals a day.
0: What's the reaction been from people who are going to be the beanbag tossers?
2: Excited! I mean, we've got people buying him uh, the uh, airplane rides and the bean bags as gifts for other people. Uh, it, it's been amazing the turnout. You can also help World Central Kitchen on the ground. Food trucks are going to be out there. My wife and her best friend I put in charge of kids' activities. Those two ladies have gone crazy. It's like it's going to be like a carnival for kids out there. And we've got an upper observation deck and a. Uh, porch uh that people can just sit there and it's got the perfect view right into the drop zone have you told the world central kitchen yet what you're doing no (laughs) (laughs) well we've we've gone out and established an account we are Mm -hmm. as far as they're concerned we are team airdrop we want to support them as much as we're able to and the fact that we get to fly airplanes and have a good time doing it bonus
0: this guy bob Happen aviation oh. adventures so cool <laughs> so
1: and i love that the, his wife and her, her friends are doing a little carnival for the kids i mean everyone has got a skill set that they mm-hmm. can get involved and make it make it happen i love it
0: he's like we got a a bounce house donated and uh they brought out an air, an air boss from the faa so like somebody who's in charge of making sure that every like, everything is run safely. They're an actual flight school, so they're accredited. They're all these things. But they actually have another layer where they've had an FAA like manager come out to be at the airspace, too, on Sunday to make sure that everything is, like, double, triple okay and um, everything is all all managed properly. But, wow, yeah. What what a creative, cool idea for them to make this all happen. So great. Love to and, see that. Um, Good find. I talked to my pal, uh, Brad Freitas, who is our Chopper 4 pilot for NBC, i because i was like can you can you just throw stuff out of an airplane like how does that work and um apparently like just faa rules in general nothing stops you from throwing something out of an aircraft you just have to the onus is on you to just know where it's going to land oh okay so like Hmm. you could throw a can of coke out of an airplane and you're fine with i mean maybe when it hits the ground it's a littering charge but like that's not illegal to do you're allowed to do that you have to just be aware of where it's gonna land so look Mm -hmm. at that
1: (laughs) did not know that
0: you thought this show wasn't educational take that npr (laughs) (laughs) ha We got plenty more of these shows. My goodness, it's like a symposium around here. There's so much for you to learn in our back episodes. And be sure to like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star review, even if you feel we don't deserve it.
1: We'll see you next time.